0: One of the things I like best about being a syndicator is when it comes time to make distributions, especially the final distribution, but I love all the distributions. I like sending money to people because I know they're happy to get it, and uh, I just did a good job for them. So I like making distributions. I'm sure that you will as well, but exactly how do we make distributions? That's what we're gonna talk about in this module. All right, so how exactly do we make distributions? Now, when you are putting the whole project together, you should have been telling your investors, at that point, the potential investors, what the regularity would be on when distributions would happen. Now, you may decide to be making them annually. You may be deciding to make them quarterly. You may decide to do them monthly. Annually is pretty unusual, but it certainly does happen from time to time, and some investors actually prefer it, especially if they've got a uh, a self-directed IRA and they're getting charged fees for every time a deposit comes in, they probably like to get paid uh, annually. That said, I would suggest to you it makes a lot more sense from the very beginning to just have one kind of time that you make distributions whether that's monthly or quarterly i think annually is probably people wouldn't like as much but i could be wrong i don't know your investors so the uh i would make them monthly or quarterly now if you're making a monthly it's a lot of work to do every single month, and you do not want to miss. I when you make a late payment, you can absolutely count on hearing from a few of your investors about where that money is. I think quarterly is the easiest to do, um, but but you you get to choose for yourself. Monthly certainly is ease, is better for your uh, for your people most of the time because they get to see regular communication with you, which really means money in their bank. So make that decision. I'm gonna speak generally about distributions here, whether you're doing monthly or quarterly, either of them applies. So you start with, you've got some money. Now this is after your expenses have been made on the property management side. So all the property management budget pieces have been spent and you've got some money left over that you're looking to distribute. I like to then forecast through the next period. So if it's a month, it's a, if I'm distributing monthly, it's a month out. If I'm distributing quarterly, it's a quarter out. And then I like to go out one additional uh, phase more. Like what? Like if, I'm for, if I'm paying out monthly, what does that whole quarter look like? Or if I'm paying out quarterly, what does half the year look like? And then see, is there anything that I'm forgetting that's on the horizon that I need to budget for? I want to make sure that I have the right reserve account. Now, I like to set a, what my de- regular deposits are into my reserve account, but a reserve account is there to be used for things that it needs to be used for. So your reserve account may go down just as it may just continually go up. When it comes down, you want to build it up to a certain level. And so I need to give some amount to my reserve account really all the time. There really isn't a time unless I'm really have so much in reserves uh, that I'm doing that I can hold that back. So I make sure that money gets allocated to reserves. So now finally I've got this pool of money, and rather than just Dividing by the number of shares that I have or units that I have, and then paying out that amount per unit, um, what I like to do is, I think it it's uh, uncomfortable for uh, for investors if they see the amount of money go up and then down. I don't ever want it to go down, so I always like to be conservative. If my if I'm paying out monthly and I've figured okay, I really can only pay paying. Um, I can pay $5 uh, a unit right now, but next quarter, I think that I'm going to be paying closer to like $4 a unit. And this is why I like to look ahead and see what's coming. I don't like bumping it up to five and then four. I would much rather keep it at four pay down for and then it just builds up my reserve a little bit and then I can take money out of the reserves and pump it in once I've uh, brought up brought that expense that's coming under control. So I've done that. I've then figured out, okay, I'm going to be paying whatever I'm paying per unit. I just multiply Uh, that price or that value by the number of units each investor has and then I queue it up with my bank there's a lot of different ways to do that whether I like to do direct deposit uh, with my investors it makes it much easier on me I've get better reporting um, but and I don't have to run and sign a lot of checks and do postage all myself I don't like doing that Uh, but I will if I have to Um, but try and get all of your best investors on the same thing I think it makes much more sense to make them all direct deposit. It's a lot easier for you and uh, your bookkeeper probably would appreciate that too, rather than having to reconcile checks all the time. Um, So that is how we make those distributions. So now you're in orbit, you're doing these things time and time again, and for the duration of that hold period, right? Well, there comes a point where it's time to re-enter. It's time to come back to earth and that investment is going to be sold and uh, everybody's gonna exit. So how we do that is the subject of our next set of modules where we're gonna talk about, well, first off, when do you decide to sell? And then when you do have made a decision that it's time to sell, how do you you need to vote on it? And how does that take place? And then how do you make that final distribution? And what things should you look out for? And then finally, those final closing things that you need to do uh, to close that syndication and be done.